0: Welcome back to Proactive People's Health. I am so glad you're here. If you, first of all, if you listened to my last episode, my first episode, dude, thank you so much that like it blew me away looking at my Spotify numbers just seeing how many people like tuned in and it means so much to me, so thank you. Um, For my second episode, I'm really excited to bring you guys something that I'm calling How Solid Is Your Health Foundation? Because I think with health, there is always a baseline, a foundation that your health should sit on, and these are like five things that I came up with that I really do think are essentials and I do think are the backbone of being healthy and unfortunately a lot of people neglect these things or they put them on the back burner for whatever reason. I feel like a lot of people are busy nowadays, a lot of people don't even really truly realize how important and how vital these things are to just being completely healthy and feeling good so I want to kind of um, show you the research that I found and show you why I think These things should never be neglected um, ever. Not even one of these, let alone multiples of these. And I think it's really sad because a lot of people that I do know nowadays, I used to be one of them. So I mean, I'm not like putting anybody down here. I completely have been there myself, but I think a lot of people nowadays neglect a lot of these areas of health. And these are things that should never ever be Taken lightly. So, I think doing little things for your health definitely adds up. I'm a big proponent of that. But I think if your solid foundation is lacking, and if you just are not completely healthy at the core of what it means to be healthy, getting good sleep, um, eating the right foods, making sure your stress levels are low, things like that, then really your body's always going to be struggling no matter how many extra things you add on to it in other areas because you're missing like a key foundation and your body is just always going to be struggling and so one thing that I wanted to mention that I found online is according to the National Health Council they did a study in 2014 where they said one in four Americans have a chronic health condition so chronic meaning it's long term obviously and that's a huge number like just let that sink in one in four people. That is just absolutely sad, and we can do better in a lot of ways, because guess what? Not every disease, not every illness is preventable, but a lot of them are, you guys, and I feel like a lot of people don't even realize just how much diseases can be prevented, because so many of us nowadays, I think, think of health as a passive thing, where it kind of just happens to us bad health or good health instead of being proactive and taking charge of our own health. And I'm so sorry if this is like harsh to hear or whatever because in my own health journey, when I heard about this two years ago, I just felt like I was being personally attacked and I was like, what do you mean I'm responsible for some aspects of my own poor health? Like health just kind of happens to people and it kind of deteriorates for some people and that that's just how life goes. And it's true in some regards because there are certain things that we really like just cannot prevent, we can't completely manage, and there's genetics in play with a lot of these things, but there are so many things that Believe it or not, whether you have bad genetics or good genetics, there are ways that you can live a healthier lifestyle and prevent some of these diseases from happening. And a really big one that I thought about was diabetes, because according to the CDC, about one in 10 Americans has diabetes, and that's a huge number. That's a lot of people. And there's two types of diabetes, there's type one and there's type two. And believe it or not, type two diabetes, which is about 90 to 95% of the diabetes cases in the US, according to the CDC, it can be prevented. And that's not something that I think a lot of people even truly realize, but according to the CDC, you can prevent or delay type two diabetes with proven achievable lifestyle changes, such as losing a small amount of weight and getting more physically active, even if you're at high risk, end quote. That's from the CDC. You guys type 2 diabetes is just one example but there's so many other things that you can take charge of and be proactive about and hopefully prevent because I mean just imagine how much time, energy, money, resources go into undoing damage and maybe not even successfully undoing the damage that you've done to your body if you mediate or remedy a disease after it's already happened, it's so much better if you just prevent it from happening because people with a chronic illness are six times more likely than others to miss work regularly and that's according to the National Health Council and that's just one example of a place in your life where it will really hinder your, your ability to live happy and healthy. I mean work is a huge thing but there's so many other things as well that will just like not be completely where they should be at in order for you to live your best life. So I want to get into it and again I'm not a doctor so please don't sue me, please don't come for me. This is just me doing my own research and sharing that research with you so hopefully you can be proactive in your life. So let's get into the first one. So the first thing that I want to talk about is vitamin levels. I think that People don't really think about vitamins and minerals enough when they're thinking about what it means to be healthy. You know, we all think about diet and sleep and exercise, but how often, or I guess I should say, when was the last time you evaluated your diet? to look at your vitamins and minerals or went to go get a test done just to make sure your vitamin levels are where they should be. Um I know for me I never really would go to a doctor to look at my vitamins or um or really just look at my diet in general until I felt really, really, really sick. Which there were a couple of times in my life when I was like borderline anemic because I wasn't getting enough iron. And that's your body's way of telling you you need to go get your body checked out and a huge place to start that I think everyone should look at first and foremost, especially nowadays, is your vitamins and your mineral levels because our food nowadays is so different than the food our grandparents used to eat and the food even some of our parents used to eat. Our minerals are more depleted in the soil and a lot of our diets nowadays are high in calories, but they're very low in nutrients. And a huge part of that is processed foods that aren't, or ultra processed foods, I should say, that aren't fortified with vitamins and minerals. And a really big way to just be more mindful about your vitamin and mineral levels is eating the rainbow. I always like to think about it as just like, trying to add different colors to your plate at every meal because different fruits and veggies and different colors have different phytonutrients and different vitamins and minerals and overall that variety is really great for your body. But when you're eating kind of just the same things or foods that you know just aren't nutritionally Super high in vitamins and minerals, that's when you probably need to go to a doctor and make sure your vitamin levels are, if they are in low places, make sure you're supplementing or um, hopefully like reevaluating your diet so you can add more nutrients into your diet with whole foods. But yeah, it's really important to listen to your body if you ever like just don't feel your best, if you ever just don't feel your great, a lot of times it just could be a vitamin deficiency or a mineral deficiency and you wouldn't even know it because Again, I just, I just don't know too many people who really go to like get their vitamin levels checked or, or evaluate their diets, like really look at their diet and be like, okay, I'm actually not eating any foods that have iron in them, me usually, and um, just working on that to make sure your vitamins are where they should be so you're feeling your best because your vitamins have so many essential roles in your body. It's what helps your body function like it should be. So if you don't have vitamin levels where they should be at, then your body isn't going to be functioning. it should be you're not going to be feeling your greatest or your healthiest or your happiest so it's a really important thing to keep in mind and one vitamin that i think about pretty often because i live in pullman washington and if you know where pullman is you know that we don't get a lot of sunshine um is is just vitamin d because so many people are deficient in vitamin d there's different studies that show different numbers but I looked at the National Institutes of Health, their databases, and in 2011 they said about 42% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. And that makes me really sad because vitamin D is literally free. Like, You get it just from going outside and being in the sun, and you can get it in small amounts from certain foods, but for the most part, you do get it from going outside, getting fresh air, being out in nature, which has so many health benefits alone for you, just getting outside and getting some fresh air. but. If you don't have enough vitamin d your body is not going to be functioning like it should be at all i mean vitamin d helps so many essential um, roles in your body it helps you with um your muscles your bones your mood and it's actually interesting because i feel like a lot of us know that vitamin d is correlated with like feeling better like you i don't know about you but i guess for me whenever i go out into the sun i feel like rejuvenated and revitalized and i feel like my happiest self but It goes beyond so much more than just your mood. There have been studies linking um, a lack of vitamin D, like a vitamin D deficiency with certain cancers. And that's from the Journal of Environmental Pathology, Toxicology and Oncology. And also doing research on WebMD, I found that this is a direct quote from them. Low levels of vitamin D may contribute to schizophrenia in adults, depression, seasonal affective disorder, and other health problems that can arise from this deficiency. Vitamin D can be low bone density, bone softening, heart disease, rickets in children, and cancer. And I feel like It's so scary to think about all of those things, but again, if you empower yourself with that knowledge, you can prevent yourself, hopefully, from getting to that point where these things become a reality in your life. If we just all try to make it a point to get more vitamin D and make sure we're getting our levels tested so we know whether or not we are where we should be, then we don't necessarily have to worry about these things, but it's people who of just go through life passively and who don't really know where their levels are and are just hoping that they're where they should be that might need to be a little bit worried because vitamin d has again so many health benefits and it helps with so many things so i really hope that's something we all work on if we know that we're not where we should be with our vitamin d levels and just with vitamin levels in general and minerals so i hope that this next one does not strike a nerve with too many people because i feel like everyone Thanks. Sleep is such a touchy subject because I swear I feel like whenever I talk to people about like or maybe it's just because I'm in college and we're all so like sleep deprived from, you know, staying out way too late and staying up way too late. Um but sleep is so 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 important for a ton of different reasons and I mean, it's recommended to get seven hours of sleep if you're between 18 and 60 um, from the CDC. That's what they recommend. But I know so many people who, you guys, they just feel invincible. They feel like they don't need to get seven hours of sleep because That doesn't apply to them and unfortunately, it's very rare to actually be able to feel good and to function well with less sleep than normal. It's a very small minority of people who can get away with feeling fine if they don't get enough sleep for the the majority of us. If we do not get enough sleep, then we are gonna feel awful and I think a lot of people just overcompensate for the lack of sleep by pumping their body with caffeine and that gives them like a false sense of feeling fine and energized and rested but that's your body's not truly rested you're just covering up the problem with caffeine whether it's like an energy drink or a ton of coffee or you know whatever it is nowadays Um, and it's so sad because sleep should not be something you put on the back burner it's something that your body literally needs to rejuvenate and revitalize after you put it through so much, you know, every single day. We do our bodies are so amazing. They work so 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 hard for us, and if we don't give them the break that they literally demand and need to function well, then our bodies aren't going to be very happy with us. And also when you are pumping your body with caffeine to make up for the lack of energy, you have to remember that If you're putting too much caffeine into your body, especially too late into the day, then that's just gonna keep you up at night, which won't help you go to sleep at night and will make you stay up later. And then the next day, you're probably gonna do it all over again because you didn't get enough sleep, so you're gonna pump more caffeine into your body and it's just gonna be a vicious cycle with no end. And I know there's people who have true sleep disorders like insomnia. I'm not talking about those people, I'm talking about people who have who normally could have healthy sleep cycles, but choose to disrupt their sleep cycles or, or just not really prioritize their sleep. And that's so dangerous because sleep literally does so much for us. So according to Healthline Media, if you don't get enough sleep at night, this could affect a whole ton of things, including memory issues, trouble thinking and concentrating, mood changes, it weakens your immunity so you can get sick more, Um, accidents are more prone to happen like car accidents or even just like bumping into walls and things like that when you haven't had enough sleep. Um, Your risk for diabetes increases, you can gain weight from lack of sleep, you can have um, a higher risk of heart diseases and poor balance and low sex drive and I mean None of these things sound sexy, right? Like nobody wants any of these things and sleep is such a vital, important part of our lives that we really hopefully all need to reevaluate if we're not getting enough and if we're not prioritizing it. We really need to ask why because unless you want some of these issues and unless you want to feel terrible day in and day out, then I don't know why we're not trying to improve our sleep. Okay, speaking of sensitive topics, I'm going to tread very, very, very lightly with this one. So here's what I'm going to say about food. At the very least, you need to know what you're putting into your body and we've all heard the saying like, everything is okay in moderation, which I necessarily don't believe in, but if we're gonna go off of that saying, I feel like you need to know what you're eating by reading the ingredient labels because if you don't, then you're never going to be able to moderate what you are having. Like At that point, you're probably just going to be guessing where your levels of certain bad ingredients are and unfortunately, you probably are going to be way off because Oh my goodness! Companies are so, so, so sneaky with putting very bad, very unhealthy ingredients like high fructose corn syrup into a ton of foods that you would never think they would have because they make it more yummier. They make they you know they'll make you want to eat it more. They'll make you want to buy it more. And at the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line for so many of these companies. So I don't know how many of you have caught on, but a lot of companies nowadays will make. Everything that's processed seem like a superfood by putting these really beautiful labels on the front that like say very bold things that make you think it's healthy. Things like um, reduced fat or a low calorie food or no cholesterol or natural or low sodium. But if you flip it around and you actually read the back label of that um, whatever food you, it is you're buying, Most times, and this is for me just going around the grocery store and every single thing that I buy I do read, most times there are so many sneaky ingredients that they've kind of put in there hoping nobody will notice and high fructose corn syrup is one of them. It's just an example that I'm going to share. There's a ton of other bad ingredients that I think people should be aware of and you won't really truly be aware of these things if you're not reading your ingredient labels, but um, we know that high-fructose corn syrup is a huge problem in the US. It is so bad for you and this is a quote from Healthline Media. This is what they say. They say, quote, experts now attribute its excessive intake to many serious health issues including including obesity, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and others. And I mean again moderation but when high fructose corn syrup is in so many foods that you would never guess like soups and um, salad dressings and sauces and granola bars and cereals and things like that then you really aren't able to moderate it And you really can very easily have an excessive amount without even meaning to. So, again, the only way to truly know if you're eating healthy or unhealthy, to know if you're moderating those unhealthy ingredients or having way too much of them, is by reading the ingredient labels. And so, I just encourage all of you to start doing that if you don't normally read your ingredient labels. Look at the sugar content, the added sugar content. Um, Look at the ingredients to see which order they come in. I feel like most people know this, but in case you don't, the ingredients follow in a specific order on the ingredient label. So the first ingredient is the ingredient with the highest concentration in that food. So it's like if the first ingredient is water, that means most of that food is made out of water. If the second ingredient is corn syrup, that means that's the second most common, um, like ingredient in the food, so that's another really easy thing to look out for too and just familiarize yourself with it the next time you go to the grocery store and once you build up the habit, it'll kind of just become second nature for you. Hopefully it has become that for me to just look into the foods you're buying every single time. So the next thing that I want to talk about is exercise and I feel like this is one thing that a lot of people are generally pretty aware of its health benefits um, its health detriments if you aren't getting enough exercise or if you aren't exercising at all. And I will completely be honest and say I am the worst at making sure I consistently stay active. I over time have found like very few exercises that i actually like doing i'm really into running right now but um yeah it's really hard and it can be difficult to make time for exercise especially when we're all so busy nowadays so definitely give yourself grace if you're not where you're where you should be with exercise but i want to kind of go over some of the data and some of the health benefits um maybe it'll be a refresher for you if you already know this but maybe if you are someone like me who um truly like didn't grow up exercising and like wasn't in a family that like prioritized being healthy by exercising, like maybe you didn't know all of these things so I just want to go over them real quick. So I was looking at the CDC's website and they said that regular physical activity is one of the most important things you can do for your health. Um, it can improve your brain health, help manage weight, reduce the risk of disease, strengthen your bones and your muscles, improve your ability to do everyday activities and they also said only a few lifestyle changes have as large of an impact on your health as physical activity and that's huge because obviously not all of us can be like in tip-top shape but all of us can try at least to find something some way to be physically active because so many americans and so many people nowadays just with the way our modern world is set up don't move their bodies as much as they should we're all very sedentary and when you think about it our ancestors for. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years were very physically active. Like, I don't think any of our ancestors sat as much in a day as we do nowadays because the world just wasn't built around the comfort of just sitting still all day long and another thing that I think is so important to remember about exercise is that it literally helps prevent some cancers and this is from the CDC so I'm not making this up at all. They said that there's some cancers like bladder, breast, colon, endometrium, esophagus, kidney, lung, stomach. Um, these cancers can be prevented possibly if you just aim for they said 150 minutes of regular physical activity per week. And they even said it increases your chances of living longer, who doesn't want that? Um, And they said an estimated 110,000 deaths per year could be prevented if um, US adults aged 40 and older, increase their moderate to vigorous physical activity by even a small amount, like even 10 more minutes a day would make a difference. And I really think that for how much you're putting into it, you're getting a lot more out of it when it comes to exercise because I just can't think of too many things where it's one thing that helps prevent so many illnesses, so many diseases, so many health issues that could occur in your body. I mean, it is like a super drug, except it's not a drug. It's something we can all do and it's something we can all find a way to incorporate into our lives more if we're not doing it enough. And then I want to end it with one more thing which has been called a silent killer because it is so bad for your health and that thing is stress. Um, and honestly, I am terrible at like having too much stress in my life and I do it to myself a lot of times. There's some stresses that obviously we can't really do anything about. I mean, life happens, things come up Life just kind of throws us curveballs that we have to deal with. And I'm not necessarily talking about those stressors. Like obviously we're all gonna have some amount of stress in our day-to-day lives because that's just like human existence, but I'm talking about added stress. If you like don't have a work-life balance or if you are pushing yourself to your limit day in and day out, and you are just living in like a hyperlocked state of stress, then that is terrible for you. And I'm sure you know that, but I don't think people truly realize just how bad it is for you because we think of stress as something mental, right? We think it's like a mental load, like a mental um, burden that kind of messes with our minds. But oh my goodness, you guys, mental loads and mental stressors like stress can physically become symptoms in our bodies if um, it gets bad enough. And so, this is um, something that I found on the Mayo Clinic, so they said that the long-term activation of the stress response system and the overexposure to cortisol, which is the stress hormone in your body, and other stress hormones, it can disrupt almost all of your body's processes. And this puts you at increased risk for health problems including anxiety, depression, digestive problems, headaches, muscle tension, heart disease, heart attacks, high blood pressure, stroke, sleep problems, weight gain, Memory and concentration. I mean, you name it, stress probably has a hand in something if it gets bad enough in your body. And so, when I was like first starting my own health journey, I was hyper stressed. I was like at level 10, and I just didn't really know how to de-stress and how to escape the stress and it took a lot of learning and unlearning of things that just didn't serve me anymore and every person is different. Some things that work for me to decrease my stress levels in life won't necessarily work for you. So it's so important to listen to your body and to find ways that help you de-stress and help you minimize stress in your life because, oh my goodness, I can't say enough how important it is to make sure you're getting away from all of the craziness that stress can do to your body enough. And I feel like a part of stress is just the culture that we live in nowadays. Like I feel like we're all taught to like grind really hard and to like work our asses off and like climb the corporate ladder or whatever ladder it is in your job. And I mean, working hard, there is nothing wrong with that. I completely believe in working hard and paying your dues and stuff like that, but there comes a time in your life when your health should be more important than a job offer or an internship or um, that shiny new whatever it is that you're working towards because if it comes at the expense of your health then I don't think it's worth it. There is truly nothing worth giving up your health for. I mean without your good health you cannot truly enjoy and reap the benefits of those things like a nice new job title or you know a nice new house or a brand new car. I mean life is meant to be enjoyed and to be cherished and you really can't be in full enjoyment and be completely happy when you have health issues like some of the ones that I mentioned because of stress. Okay you guys that's all for today's episode. I am so happy that you watched or listened all the way to the end if you did. Thank you so much again. Um, I hope you guys have been learning something new from this and I hope it's just been first and foremost, like a wake-up call or just like a nudge in the right direction for you to start like doing more research or to start like evaluating your life and looking at places where you can be more proactive and more healthier. That's like my biggest hope for all of you with this podcast and I hope you guys tune in to the next episode. We'll be talking about my favorite supplement which is magnesium and I can't wait to see you guys um, for the next one.